Hi guys, welcome back to the fifth episode of Garnet Store. I am coming at you with a different location today. I am sat on my bed because I really wanted this episode to feel really cosy and comfortable because normally I do it sitting on my desk. But I just thought because today I'm going to be talking about quite a sensitive topic and it's quite personal to me. So I just thought, you know, make myself comfortable in a safe space. I've got blankets around me, pillows. It's really nice actually and really cosy. I just wanted to give a disclaimer that in this episode I'll be talking about subjects like an eating disorder. Now if that might trigger anyone or if that might upset anyone, you don't want to hear any of that today. It might be best to miss this episode and listen to one next week. I'm just going to get straight on with the podcast. You guys might be aware that in the past I speak about my eating disorder or disordered eating, whatever you like to call it. I'd kind of loosely use the term. I went through a funny period, but basically a way of me not attaching any harsh truths to it. So like in every episode, I've written down some of the things that I want to talk about and it's going to get quite deep. I want to be open with you guys. And even if this helps just one person or make someone think about anyone else, that is enough reason why this should go out there this is not gonna help everyone or it's not going to be relevant to everyone but whoever it is relevant to or whoever resonates with this podcast or wants to learn something a bit more about what they're going through or what other people might be going through around them this is why i'm sharing my story sharing experiences sharing stories that are also personal that nobody will ever fully be able to relate to my story but there might be aspects you might relate to or you might see in other people and that type of thing just trying to figure out this timeline because i've not thought about it for a while. December 2021 was when I started to feel a bit uncomfortable with my body. I was probably at my biggest but when I say biggest I wasn't big. I've never been overweight. I've never been underweight but I've just I've always been active. I just didn't feel very comfortable so I started going to the gym working out more. February and it became oh I've I've lost a significant amount of weight. I'm getting compliments from people and it was like this cycle of positive reinforcement from other people saying I look so good and I kept going and going. Because it was the start of the year, every fitness account I was seeing online was promoting this weight loss for summer, summer shred, let's get summer body and I was determined to get this bikini body. Just to point out, everybody is a bikini body. This bikini model body is promoted such a lot on Instagram. I was determined this year I was going to get that because I wasn't happy with the way I was looking. And I can tell you now that that did not make me happy. Happiness is not a body. It's not a job. I've said this previously. It's happiness is in the mind and it definitely did not come when I had a certain type of body. And I was obsessed, completely obsessed. I'd over-exercise, I'd go every single day, eat small amounts. And I don't want to say any calories or anything like that because I don't want to trigger anyone or even get like an idea in like your head. I've always been very active as a kid and I've always loved exercise and going to the gym. And it's never been, well, it had never been a toxic trait in my life because it was so normal to me that I'd just be going to the gym I'd always be active so I really enjoyed it at the beginning when it was I thought it was this great thing and I thought I was just getting really passionate about it which I was but it was getting obsessive and that's when it started to become toxic it wasn't like although I was doing it for the wrong reasons towards like the obsession toxic part it was never intentionally done that I've always enjoyed it previously if that makes sense so I would go to the gym and and then I'd come back, I'd walk there, walk back, do all of this walking, 
because I thought, oh yeah, that's so healthy, you know, get my steps in, 10,000 steps today, woo! And I was doing it for the wrong reasons, and I knew when I was doing it that it wasn't healthy, but I continued because I liked the the attention I was getting and the, the feeling of people complimenting me. Wow, you look so good. In my brain at the time, my poor me was thinking, okay, I look so good. Did I not look good before? How come you're just complimenting me now? Like, did I, was I not good enough? So it was kind of that mindset, which is completely on my own head. That's not projecting it on anyone else apart from my own thought process. I remember I used to, I love my mum such a lot. And now I know she's going to be listening to this and I don't want to like, upset her or anything, but I used to call her and tell her I'd been to the gym. She didn't know any of this was going on because it was only kind of later on in summer, like months later is when I like, opened up about everything I've been feeling. So I'd ring her every day and be like, oh, I'm in the gym, I'm really enjoying it. And she'd be like, well done, like, that's really great, good for you. You know, you're getting fit. She thought I was doing it a healthy way because I wasn't living with her. I was living on my own. No one saw what I was doing. So from her point of view, you know, she's just got someone going, oh, look, I'm loving the gym. And I was telling her that I was doing this in a really healthy way. And you know, she was just kind of reinforcing that. She thought I was saying something good. And she obviously took my word for it and said, brilliant, well done. And that reinforced in my head to keep going. And that's not at all putting on her because I was feeding her false information but because that's what I wanted to hear back from her or well, nothing at all to do with my mum but it was me putting it out there because I wanted to hear the what I wanted to hear and I think analysing my behaviours now I was looking for that approval that validation of my toxic behaviour but because I didn't want to admit to myself that I knew what, what was right I was looking for others to say yes we're doing the right thing because that's what they thought I was doing, because they didn't know anything else what I was thinking. They didn't think I was going through a whirlwind in my brain. They didn't know what was going on actually deeply, because I was saying, I'm fine, I'm so healthy. I'm doing this such a healthy way, when I probably knew deep down that it wasn't necessarily the healthiest of ways. But because I was saying to my mum that, and my friends, that they couldn't help me because I wasn't being open, I wasn't being honest. Like I wasn't admitting it to myself, let alone anyone else. So... When I was looking for this, you know, approval, this reassurance, it was because I knew it was wrong. I wanted other people to tell me that it was okay. That's what was happening for a long time. Now, when I say it was happening for a long time, sometimes I feel like my eating disorder, it's invalid because I was never the stereotypical anorexic, bulimic girl. I'd never binged or never like purged or anything like that because I was also never diagnosed. It was self-diagnosis, but you know what's going on in your brain and it's like a mental issue there is no body there's no person that is an eating disorder it's a mental illness and it's something anyone can have anybody any age and they can go through it because it's all to do with the mind i came into it really quickly so it came about pretty much from the december fully like developed in the february i would say and lasted up until um, September, September time. When I say that I went through it for a long period of time, I highly understand that there's other people that have gone through it for even longer than I have and, you know, maybe still aren't where they want to be. But when I say I went through it for a long period of time, that's the way I was feeling. It felt so long. It felt like it never was going to end. And so that's what I mean by that. But August, September is when I started to kind of recover and really try get back to where I was and push push myself to eat more 
not exercise as much. I've spoken about it on previous podcast episodes that I've had, but I experienced burnout when I was over-exercising in the gym and then I completely went off it because of I was trying to recover and I had such negative um, emotions towards the gym. I just couldn't even bring myself to do it. So I had to take complete time off that. And I found that quite difficult because it was like a coping mechanism for me a lot of mentally, but obviously like physically as well for my body. Also, just a quick side note that I've just posted a reel because it's Eating Disorder Awareness Week, which is quite fitting. I didn't um, organise it to be like this, but there we are. You know, fate. Anyway, I just posted a reel on Instagram, on my main Instagram account and on my podcast Instagram account talking about my eating disorder very like lightly but still very scary to be putting that out there I know on my podcast Instagram I've only got like 200 and something followers but on my main Instagram I've got like 1.5k and that's not a lot but because these people have just seen me post a selfie every now and again now I'm posting quite honest real content it's quite daunting so and I'm just trying to think that I'm not going to focus on the likes or focus on comments or anything like that I'm just going to focus on if anyone sees that video that it like it could potentially help them or someone could share it or make them try something new and it's not about the likes and I've just got to think that because it's quite scary and I'm like I'm, I'm thinking here like oh people are judging me they're really not but you know I could potentially helping someone which is what I got to keep reminding myself okay so that was like the vague outline of my timeline with my eating disorder and a bit of backstory but I have always been like I'd say like the fitness friend like I've always been very active I've always been like the one in our friendship groups to go to the gym I've always loved going to the gym I think it's like a great place for you to be at one with yourself <laughs> one with yourself to be connected to your body and really stress and that type of thing so I've always really enjoyed it and I used to have a lot of like my friends being like oh like, I really want to lose weight like I want to tone up for summer what can I do what, what have you done what basically asking me for my advice and obviously as a friend we want to encourage healthy behaviors and you know be there for them and help them but when they say oh like I've lost this much weight the initial reaction generally as society we think of weight loss as being good wow I've lost this much weight and the people come oh congratulations you're looking great you're looking great but if friend comes to me and says I've lost this much weight my initial reaction isn't to celebrate that because you just don't know what they could be going through. So I asked them the question, was that intentional? Did you intend to lose that much weight? Are you happy? How are you like mentally? It's because I know that when people used to ask me, when I said I've lost so much weight to people, I wanted them to approve of my like weight loss and tell me how like great I looked because I was very insecure. That when they'd be like, oh my god, you look great. It was almost kind of reinforcing that in my own mind that I look better now than I used to look. And so when people will say like, oh, I've lost so much weight and they go, the other person's response is like, like, you look great. Well done. It might make them think that, oh, they're not, they look better now than that. Like it might make them think that they look better now than they did before and that they're not good enough. They weren't good enough then, but they are now. So I think it's always just important to ask if they're happy and if they are happy then great be happy for them celebrate them but if they're not and you if you ask them did you do it in a healthy way I'm happy for you but if you've done it in a healthy way then great but if not I'm always going to be there for you having that option and I know it's difficult because people said that to me and yes I was like oh my gosh no it's so healthy so healthy and I don't really know what to say because you can't help people that aren't being like honest and because you can't be inside their brain but just 
keep an eye out for those like friends or people that you kind of maybe are a bit worried about and still check in because it is so difficult because I remember I was struggling for this for most of the year and it wasn't until the end of the year that I was like oh there's actually something that's probably wrong and then I was finding it hard to admit to myself I was just going no no I'm fine I'm fine and I really wasn't so it's always important just to keep an eye on those like friends I think one thing that's not really talked about much when people suffer with eating disorders is the loss of friends now it's not the you lose friends because they don't like you anymore or they don't care about you. It's not that at all whatsoever. And you've always got to remember that. But it's because they're protecting themselves. And now, as humans, we all get triggered and we all have our own stuff going on in our heads. And your friends, they might want to be there for you, but they sometimes can't be there for you because it might be triggering to them or it might make them upset. And they're just protecting themselves it's not selfish and it's it's so in your own right because it can affect your friends. Like if you project like about weight loss and these unhealthy habits, it can be quite toxic to other people. And that's not just like be harsh on anyone, but I know that I definitely did lose some friends during the, that time. The friendships that were lost, that they weren't lost, but the, the connection had like weakened. I didn't see them as much. I was very isolated in myself. I wasn't going out. But this is all because of, I wouldn't go out in the evenings because of like fear of liquid calories and I wouldn't go out, I wouldn't make time to see them because all that was going on in my brain was, how do I look? What do I do? Like, I was so in my own head, I was, there was no room for conversation. There was no room for anything other than just me being so insecure in my own head and thinking about food and, you know, whatnot. I know during my time that I have definitely unintentionally triggered some of my friends. It did cause us not to be as close. Now I am so close with this person. Our friendship is unbreakable. It is great. But during that time, she couldn't be around me because it was triggering her. And that's not to say she was a bad friend because she's got to protect herself. I was unintentionally projecting what I thought was healthy onto her and that might have made her question herself when people do take a step back it's not them saying no I don't want to be friends with you or no I'm leaving you because I don't support you or love you that's not the case but it's taking a step back to protect yourself at the time I feel like it can be quite hard you might just get upset or you can feel a range of emotions but it's not to get upset about them or don't like them or cut them off because they've distanced themselves from you at your hardest time because they might not know you're going through your hardest time it's trying to reflect on that and it's difficult but they're not doing it out of place of hate and it's out of place of supporting themselves I remember being at dinner in my family home. We have every night, we have a family dinner. We lay the table out and we share a meal together every evening, which is really nice. I didn't really used to like it, but I do, I've grown to really like it. I remember during this peak time in summer, I used to hate it. Having food that my parents were cooking, I was really scared. I was just, I wouldn't want to eat it. I'd have different meals to them because I wouldn't want to eat what they were eating. And I remember I just wouldn't join in in a conversation. Not because I was not interested, but because I wasn't I wasn't even listening because I was so in my own head thinking, oh my gosh, like counting up all the calories on the plate and just being consumed by it. So it took a toll on my family and I relationship as well because it just wasn't wasn't there. With these relationships with people, it's not that they obviously don't want to help you, but they don't know what's going on in your head. 
So it is difficult. And they just see the characteristics that are coming forward and they're reacting off of that. It was difficult because I remember my dad was the one who initially mentioned, he was like, Katie, I think you're getting obsessed with this all. And I was just like, and I shouted back at him. I was like, no, I'm not. Like, no, like, stop it. Because I knew I was deep down. I didn't want him to stop me. I look back in my head and just think, oh, God, girl, like, she really, really needed some help. And I just did not know how to even go about it because my mum, she has had an eating disorder in the past. And I'm not sure if she would want me to say this or anything, but just talking vaguely about it, I found it quite difficult to open up to her about it. I'd be like, mum, I don't, I don't. And she would kind of be like, no, darling, I know you haven't got one because I had one and I was, I was this, this and this and you're not any of that. So don't worry. Like, I know I'll tell your dad to, you know, call it. And I was like, oh, thank you. Like, and I love my mum so much and it's not a bad reflection on her at all. But it was just the period of time that in my head I was going through something completely different and I was on the outside putting up a front about it all. So when it was coming to like the realisation, okay, maybe I do have one, then speaking about it with my mum, it was quite difficult because it was almost like like a one-size-fits-all, which is not what she said. It was how I perceived it from her. So it's not... She'd never said that. It's just how I kind of pictured it. Later on, I did actually end up speaking about it with my mum and she was so helpful and so supportive tried to help me with all this therapy work and everything like that my mum and I'm guessing my dad I think my mum might have told my dad or something they were that that was the only person that was who knew what I was going through and then we had all these summer holidays (laughs) during summer it was a really difficult time for me because obviously I'd wanted this bikini body so bad and like well you know I had what people would class as the bikini body or the summer body and I was the most insecure at this like time I thought everyone would be looking at me and because I had worked out so much I was you know looking for all this validation from my parents friends it was like okay when she does like take her clothes off and she was in a bikini then people will be looking at you look how much she's like got fit look how much weight she's lost blah blah blah. and although they they weren't because we're friends and we're family it was never about the way i looked like having an eating disorder is never about the way you looked it's about the mind and about not feeling good enough and that's where they all stem from really just a little you know task here right now i want you to think of the person that you love most in this world the person that you love like with all your heart who's your favorite person ever okay have you thought of them okay i hope you have now do you love that person for the way they look is that what's coming to your mind do you love them like for the way that they look for the way their body is I can guarantee you it's not because love is about the support what people do for you like they love you because of your personality when I got told that like to think of the person I love the most I initially thought my family now I don't love my family because of the way they look not at all I love them because they support me they care for me they do so much for me and that is what you got to realize is yes little side note but I just wanted you guys to think about that So opening up was quite difficult about my eating disorder. It was before I was going on holiday and I tried to organise like therapy and I had calls that lined up and it just happened that I was on holiday in Mallorca when I had a few phone calls with therapists and stuff. I found that holiday really hard because I was with one of my closest friends on the holiday and although my friend, she's like really supportive and kind and you know she's like great but I was comparing myself to her such a lot and 
you should never compare yourself to anyone you're like everyone's different but because i was going through this immense phase of of how i looked and if i had rolls sitting down or if i had the ice cream i'd go up and check in the mirror is to see if i could see it like obviously that's not the case but i was just so caught up in this mindset and so when i had all these calls and she didn't know anything about it she didn't know how i was feeling i was so in in my head and i remember one night she did say like you know are you like are you okay because you keep like looking at yourself in the mirror and that really hit home hit a nerve i guess because it was almost like oh shit like people are starting noticing i'm not okay like actually i'm not okay then i was fully realizing it in myself that i was not happy that you know people now are starting to realize this and i've had people say to me like oh are you okay because i saw you in summer and you just didn't seem like you were yourself and i'm like oh shit i thought i was doing great i I thought i was bossing it and you know that definitely was not the case and it's important these friends they're not doing it from a bad place they're not saying oh i don't like you anymore because of this it's them being open i think i found it quite difficult because i didn't want to admit to myself what was going on when i did it was like a whole flood of emotions that then came through during that time i was going through quite a difficult time with my parents because i was so angry I was so angry. I didn't know how to even express my my feelings. I was listening to, although I do like my chemical romance, but I was listening to some hardcore metal songs. Now, if you guys follow my Instagram, I don't. I wouldn't say that stereotypically. I'm not the type of person you look at me and go, yeah, she's into punk rock or rock music. I do really like rock music, <laughs> but I was listening to music that was. I remember this one song. It was quite sad and upsetting because I remember the Spotify wrapped at the end of the year. Full of the most upsetting songs. My number one song was Trainwreck. And God, honestly, I was. 2022 was probably the hardest year of my life, but it taught me such a lot. Anyway, going back to the song that I was listening to, it's I'm Not Okay by My Chemical Romance. It's I'm Not Okay in brackets, I promise. That was like my played song. I was playing that all the time just because I thought I loved the song. Thinking back to it, was I just reaching out for help in a very subtle, indirect way? Probably. I remember being in the car with my parents and playing that song and being like, yeah, this is who I am. Like, I'm such a rock girl. And I was probably just trying to tell them that I wasn't okay. And I've yet to find a therapist that I really, really like. And I'm still looking for one because although, I want, although I've moved past this period of time in my life by doing self-healing work and a lot of like reading up on things and, you know, personal growth with journaling and like reading and spending time with myself being authentic to myself, I've healed a lot. The way that I helped myself because I definitely do, don't have all the answers at all, what can I say? I started to open up to a lot to my other, to my friends and speak about it more openly. And that again can trigger some people. Like I know that some of my friends do find it really hard to hear about my experiences and the, the things I've been through because it, it brings up stuff from their past which they didn't necessarily want to tap into, which is 100% valid and fine. I opened up to this one friend who I made from at work and she made me feel so comfortable she honestly like a ray of sunshine this girl honestly is she's helped me through such a lot she's like a wise owl I love her to pieces she's great so I used to talk to her about it a lot maybe because we've been through similar things in our life not everything but a few similar things she made me feel heard and listened to and valid because I never thought that I could go through something like this I just 
obviously, like I said before, I, I wasn't anorexic and I wasn't throwing up, but she was basically telling me that it was okay. And, you know, it's not actually, it's nothing to do with your physical body. It's to do with your mental well-being and everything like that. And she helped. So if you have a friend that you can kind of test the waters with, see if you can talk about subjects that are quite triggering, like eating disorders and like bulimia and stuff like that. If you do have a friend like that, open up like, to them or, or that person that you really trust honestly takes a weight off your shoulders you feel heard you feel like you're not alone and that your feelings are valid and what you can do to help yourself because at the end of the day your friends around you just support you but they can't help you pull you out they can't pull you out from any pit or any hard time you're going through because this is in your journey and it's quite hard to say but whoever is experienced an eating disorder it's in their path to go through that and to come out the other side really learn about yourself i remember the first time i didn't feel guilty and this was right like before i was going back to uni so this is like in september and me and this friend from work we went to the spa we had brownies we had focaccia we had cocktails like cocktails were quite a big thing for me we were having cocktails and having such a good time not once and i was being involved in conversation because i felt so comfortable to be around her and it was just we just had the best time being authentically asked talking about whatever we were talking about at the time and i felt great and that was when like a turning point is in like i want to get back to where i was because i realized that during that time during the summer during the past year i had lost who i was i'd lost that spark because my whole life was consumed by counting calories and it got to the point where i could look at a plate of food and be like oh yeah that's so and so amount of calories because i used to scan all my food and the app and you know it would just consume my whole life so I, there was no room to even talk to it or even to talk to people to listen to people i was just like a shell of no personality it's all drained of me i was so tired all of the time because i wasn't fueled enough however that after that spa session it really made me want to get back to where i was try my hardest to find my spark again and to be able to do all the things that i love doing like i loved going out and drinking and i'm such a foodie like i love going out for food but i i stopped doing that i stopped seeing friends because of all of this yeah so i started to get into recovery i say the term recovery very loosely because i never went into recovery with a plan it was just kind of easing myself back into eating again i deleted the app that i was checking my calories in i stopped going to the gym completely and i was trying to intuitively eat which was going well because i I've always wanted to eat, I just didn't allow myself to eat. So when I was, you know, giving myself positive affirmations that, you know, you can eat and you're not feeling guilty and things like that, I then was eating without guilt and that meant I was getting enough fuel for myself. That's when things started to change. I was seeing my relationships develop back again with people, my family, and I was opening up about my family. But bearing in mind, I still I still was having these thoughts of, oh, shit. Because just because you might be eating more doesn't mean that your mind is changing. Because like I said, it's not about the weight that you are or how much you're eating or anything like that. It's about your mind. So unless you heal your mind, you're always going to have it. So as well as eating more, I was also spending a lot of time alone. Now, time alone, I was really reflecting on who I was as a person and what I wanted out of life because I did not want to have this shell of a body being sucked all personality out. She was body checking 24-7. I'd wake up, check my body. Every mirror I'd walk past, check, see how I was looking. And it was 
so draining and you know if I didn't like what I saw then I'd get in this massive state about not feeling good enough and nobody will love me and this type of stuff and it's so common and oh yeah so I'd spend a lot of time alone now I'd listen to podcasts about eating disorders and recovery and things that would really grow my mind and actually open me up open me up gosh that sounds weird open my mind about different topics another thing I did um to recover from I completely took a detox off social media. Completely. More my friends, I they knew I deleted TikTok. I wasn't on TikTok. I literally never posted on Instagram. I was bare. I didn't post on Snapchat. The only thing I used was like to talk to my friends. And I wouldn't even really talk to my friends that much because I was in such a, I want to be by myself. I need to reflect on my actions. I had that time to heal. And then when September came around, I was in such a better place. I'd spoken out, got help and... I was getting back to where I was. I was eating a lot more, socialising more. There is not one particular thing that completely changed the game for me. There's a whole load of different things. And like I said, it is about self-help. And because you're the only person that can get you out of what you're going through. And you are the only person that you know if you're being honest to yourself. It's easy to lie to other people. You can't lie to yourself. You can lie to yourself, but you know that you're lying to yourself. Really realising where you are and how you need to help yourself is so important because nobody can do that for you. I remember I was a lot happier when I deleted TikTok because at the end of the day, I think one of the main things that that triggered me such a lot was this comparison of other people you know on tiktok all my for you page was just really pretty slim girls you know shaking their bum and looking great obviously you shouldn't be comparing yourself but then again like i'm only human and in this day and age it's so common to compare yourself like i spoke about in last week's episode it is very difficult and so that's where it all started so i completely just deleted it and i felt so much more happier it was almost like a relief because when we go on our phone now I'm in autopilot and just go straight to TikTok and straight to this death scroll where I just scroll online for, for ages and I don't even realise that I'm doing it. It's just like, oh God, I've been here for like two hours now. Oops. And yeah, I didn't have any of that. And I think that time that I wasn't on TikTok, it was just listening to podcasts and stretching in the gym because I loved going to the gym. I just I just didn't like working out because I thought I was doing it for the wrong reasons when I was like healing that's why I took such a long time off and then it was like I was scared to then get back into it because I was like am I doing this for the right reasons basically it's so complicated and I just wanted to share with you my experiences and some of the things that I've gone through and you know the realizations that have come about and if you know that anyone is going through anything similar because I know I can easily pick up any characteristics of an eating disorder within like 100 yards of me because I have done all those tricks and what it's like like to a certain extent. Obviously everyone's different but there are some things that are quite commonly done so it's quite easy to identify and if you do know anyone or you think anyone is going through something similar just reach out and even if they don't want it that help right then and there because I know that I didn't I was so no like now this might sound bad but it's just me being honest when people were saying you know you don't need to lose any weight I thought they were doing it from a point of view that was like sabotaging me that they didn't want me to look good and of course that's completely not the case but that was my mindset at the time 
I definitely don't think that now, but that's how I was thinking at that time. And so they might not want the help straight away, but just be there for them. Keep that branch out. If you need anyone to lean on, I'm here. And you probably won't have the answers. The person, like I said, it's the person who is going through it. Can They can only bring them out. But it's still someone to lean on. And it's a bit of support that would help. Someone to speak to how they really feel with no judgment. Because that's what it was all about. And that's when I really switched. It's when I opened up to a friend. And she didn't really give me much advice. She just was there listening. Telling me that it's going to be okay. And that my feelings are valid. And that really helped. And so if you know anyone, like I said, just be there for them. So I just want to reiterate that, you know, eating disorders can come in many different shapes and sizes, forms... There are so many different things and you do not have to be diagnosed by a doctor to have one. You do not have to be anorexic, you do not have to be obese, you don't have to be, you don't have to look physically ill. I think it's so easy to think that it's not justified because that's what I thought if that's not the case and that is definitely not the case. It's valid whatever. Even if you think you're going down a bit of a path that's not necessarily that healthy or you know in yourself that this could potentially lead to something a bit more severe, please try and speak about it with other people. I know it's difficult. And just to add, I know I've been talking about women generally about having eating disorders, but they are also very common in men as well. So I know there are some boys listening to this as well. So if you have any friends or anyone, it is still just as common in men as it is women. So that is everything I wanted to talk about today. I know it's been quite a deep one, but it's something that I really wanted to talk about. I'm quite passionate about helping people with sharing my experiences. Like, my DMs are always open, so share anything, you know, it won't go anywhere. But I'm always an open ear if any of you guys want to talk. And now, this is, like, such a cute little ending to it because I really do appreciate all of my listeners. And if you made it this far to this podcast, you really mean a lot to me. And now you know quite a lot about me. Thank you so much for listening. You leave this podcast, you know have maybe a bit more awareness take from it what you want i appreciate it so much i'll speak to you next week bye guys